Me say me want a medical marijuana can Me say it good for the asthma Multiple sclerosis and it good for the cancer Good for migraine and it good for glaucoma Good pain reliever and the stress of myeloma Chuh. Well anyway me say me go to the doctor Me tell him about the medical marijuana Me tell him about the California Brought to you as always by the good doctor, Dr. Green Thumbs. Uh, yo, it's summertime now, if, if you believe it, if you live in Melbourne. Um, but it is time, man, you, you should be on it. Uh, it's about, you, you should have those root roids pumping. You've got to get ready for the fruit roids. Um, you got those dry amendments there. DrGreenThumbs.com.au it's the place to be. I'm telling you, use the code word Herbalize when you check out. Scotty's going to look after you. You can guarantee on that. Excuse my voice. I got a little, just getting over a bit of a cold at the moment. Um, guys, the products speak for themselves. Dr. Green Thumbs, get on over there. Check them out. Uh, and this episode brought to you by Smoke Dreams in Melbourne City, Australia's oldest head shop. Uh, one of the greatest ranges in a brick and mortar store in the country. You're going to find an incredible range of glass, dab rigs, extraction gear, uh, all sorts of stuff from e-cigs to just about any paper you can think of, blunt wraps. Uh, guys, we've got the lot. Stink-proof bags, revelry supply bags, peaks. It's a stoner's paradise down there. If you're ever walking through Melbourne City, 292 Flinders Street, get in there, come and say hello. Uh, coming in off the tune, Maccabee is the artist for this one. Medical Marijuana Card. I know I've played that one before as an intro tune, but it is so appropriate here because um, in this episode, I'm chatting with uh, Rasham Talani, and she is the clinical pharmacist amongst a, a variety of other hats that she wears for the Cannabis Access Clinics which is an Australian group of uh, medical professionals who help patients navigate the, the medical cannabis world here in Australia, uh, which is, um, you know, ever-changing. And I guess prior to this conversation, I was, I was really misinformed. I, I, it, it, it's really worth listening to. Rasham paints a really good picture of where things are at. And I think this is the beginning of a great relationship with the Cannabis Access Clinics, who I've got to share a big thank you to. They've been uh, really supportive since I first reached out to them uh, in, in one, creating this, uh, this chat with Rasham, but also putting me in touch with a couple of patients of theirs as well, who will come in following episodes. And, um, and I think over, over time, we'll keep checking in with these guys because they're, they're doing a lot of important research alongside helping patients get access. So this is a really important episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. Our chat with Rasham Talani of the Cannabis Access Clinics. On the line we have, and please correct me if I get the pronunciation wrong, uh, Rasham Talani. Yeah, no, that's correct pronunciation. And you're the, um, the pharmacist for the Cannabis Access Clinics. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, so... I guess if you could start us off by perhaps giving us uh, a bit of a, a sense of what your role is uh, at the Cannabis Access Clinics and, and what you're doing as the pharmacist there. 
Okay, yeah, so my role um, at Cannabis Access Clinics, I'm the lead um, allied health case manager. So I manage a team of pharmacists that help to draft the TGA applications to the government to clinically justify a patient's approval for medicinal cannabis. Um, I also am responsible for engaging with our doctors and the regulators to address any clinical questions that might arise in the approval process. And, and just training any new doctors and onboarding them as they come come through the clinic. Awesome. Um, it sounds like a, a pretty complex role. Um, yeah. How, so when you talk about working with doctors, is that across the country, like local GPs yeah, so you, and things like that? Any, any doctors of the clinic um, that are conducting telehealth appointments and face-to-face appointments around the country, um, I'm helping them... I guess virtually and in person when they start as well to brief them on medicinal cannabis. It is a new area. Um, a lot of doctors haven't been taught in in uni the uses of medicinal cannabis, of course, because it's all very new. So yeah, for sure. A bit of a crash course in a sense. Yeah. Is <laughs> yeah. is that changing nowadays with with the you know the change in medicinal cannabis in legislation? Is it getting a look in in any courses currently? There are a few courses around, um, but it seems to be very slowly progressing. Yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. The the kind of profession is known as being a bit old hat and not always exactly. great with moving what, with change. Yeah, and what we're finding is that although the legislation seems to be relaxing a little bit, the doctors aren't quite up to speed or comfortable prescribing medicinal cannabis because they don't know enough about it. They don't know what doses to use, what type of product the ratio of the active ingredients. So that's why a specialist clinic such as cannabis access clinics would be so important because the doctors have experience with different types of indications, different types of products, and they know exactly what doses tend to work for patients as well. How much in in terms of research and and data, is, is it all stuff that you guys have collected from day one or do you look at much stuff happening internationally as well? Uh, definitely a bit of both. So it's stuff that the clinic has collected from day one, as well as all the literature out there, any randomised control trials, systematic reviews, um, current literature. So one of my roles is to keep up to date with literature and add in new indications as well. Yep. And where does the bulk of that come out of? I mean, I'm guessing Canada, Israel, and are you able to use stuff coming out of the States? Yeah, everywhere, basically, anywhere and everywhere. And it could be anything from, you know, case studies all the way up to systematic reviews. Um, The quality of the evidence required is really patient specific and depending on the severity of the case that you're treating as well. Yep. Yep. So we've had, for instance, patients come to us with unusual indications and we've done personalised literature reviews and and sourced evidence, I guess, to support that particular patient's indication. Yep. We're not really locked into, hey, these are the five indications that the TJ has given us. So uh-huh. yeah, these cool. are the only ones that doctors can prescribe for. Oh, yeah. that's 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 very encouraging to hear. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I guess in the back of my mind for so long, the thought of medicinal cannabis here has, has been a kind of ugly one. Um, and, and a very yeah. like, you know, heavily monitored and controlled. And I get that's Australia, that's how we do things. Um, but it also seems like we've tried to reinvent a lot of things that didn't necessarily need to be reinvented. 
yeah, I can I can see why you you feel that way as well. Um, definitely. And I'm gonna make an assumption and the majority of patients requesting access at this stage anyway, I would assume that the bulk of them are already self-medicating or procuring medicine through the black market. Would that be correct? Um, not necessarily. I'd probably say about 50% have, yep. have trialed it before. Yep. Some have, com have never trialed even recreationally or once off, um, yep. completely new to it. You know, elderly patients that have tried everything for their chronic back pain or whatever the case might be, that there are quite a lot of patients that haven't tried it before. And in, but I'd say a good chunk, 50% yeah. would have, yeah. And in the instances where, you know, say it is an elderly patient that's perhaps grown up with all the taboos in place, is there a, I imagine there's some interesting conversations at the start in, in breaking down some of those preconceived ideas they might have. There is sometimes a bit of um, precon you know, breakdown of the preconceived ideas in terms of thinking that it'll make them high. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time patients are try started on something like CBD where there is no high that's caused from, from that. Yep. And, and patients can tend to be quite surprised by the fact that, you know, it's not what they thought it would be and they're worried that their friends might tease them that they're going to be high yeah. or you know, yeah. <laughs> those sorts of things. Um, so it is it is part of the process of reducing that stigma attached to it as well. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, in terms of products available, what yep. what are most patients getting access to? I guess in my mind, I, I thought it was very rarely actual plant-based stuff and that it was for the most part, laboratory derived? Yeah, so that's also a misconception I'm finding a lot of patients tend to have. Most, the majority of products are plant derived. Yep. They come from whole plant extracts. A lot of them contain terpenes as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a bit of CBD and THC mm -hmm. combination product seems to be quite popular um, as opposed to either purified CBD or purified THC. Yep. Um, usually it's just different ratios of the two used together with, with other parts of the plant. Um, and, and a lot of it is whole plant extract. You, I find a lot of patients are using oil product as well because, yep. you know, it's it's a slow dosing throughout the day, um, stays in your system, so it's a bit more of a stable effect. And, and they're typically uh, orally ingested oils, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I mean, in my other hat, I, I manage smoke drains, which is it's a head shop uh, here in Melbourne city. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, more and more frequently I have people who are on script coming into the store. Um, some of them, you know, they, they, it's their stomping ground. They know what they're doing, but others have, you know, they're, they're pretty new to the whole idea. And yeah. <clears throat> a lot of them come in and they've, they've got an oil prescription and they want to vape it. Um, there is, um, there is floss versions as well available medicinally. Yep. And there are TJ-approved vaporizers that patients can use as well. So that is an option for some patients so too. Vaporizers for vaporizing actual dry herb product, or yes, dry herb, yeah, um, dry flower. Do you know what would be approved by the TJ, or is there a way to find that out? Yes, yeah, so they're um, not really allowed to discuss the actual product names and types because of advertising laws oh yeah fair enough but um you know thc dominant products do exist yeah um, because i 
I, I, you know, if I have somebody coming in with a, an oral oil, I, you know, I straight away steer them away from trying to vape that because I think it's yeah, definitely no, be quite it's dangerous. not intended to be vaped yeah, <laughs> at yeah. all. No, um, yeah, but um, I, I think the flower products and the stuff that is vaped tends to be either milled or whole flower. Um, and then it's crushed and put into the vaporizer and that the different percentages of the THC and CBD content in those flowers um, is how it's dosed. Yep. And the oils are a little bit different because they come in a lot higher, you know, milligrams per meal. Yeah. Um, they're not intended to be vaped at all. Yep. Yeah. And so if you're a patient prescribed flower, you're given a recommended dose, like say this is a, a 14 to 14 or whatever it is, um, we recommend a gram a day or, you know, is, or as needed. Um, so, yeah, you, basically doctors tend to titrate the dose. They, the, the model is to start low, go slow, yep. and then see what dose works for the patient. Um, generally, it's per, you know, they may say 0.1 of a gram initially per day in divided doses and then increase you know, by 0.1 gram, as an example, yep. um, up to a max of 0.7 grams a day or one gram a day max, yep. um, just depending on the patient and, and their precautions and what's suitable for them. But it really goes a step up in terms of the amount of inhalations as well. So, you know, day one, you might have one inhalation, day uh -huh. two, one inhalation, then wait 30 minutes and have your second. Yep. Um, day three, one to two, every four to six hours um, and so on and so forth. Yeah, wow. And in terms of medicine being produced, is the bulk of it coming from Australian producers at this stage? Uh, no, actually. A lot of them coming from overseas, yeah. <laughs> Some it's, it's actually starting to increase in terms of the Australian fruit producers. Yep. You can see over time it's increased to be locally sourced and that is generally meant to be cheaper. Yep. Um, but currently what's being used i'm seeing is predominantly from canada yeah right and i think we're that's pretty much the only place we're able to procure internationally really in terms of i think there is hey. um a european brand as well okay. that's being used cool yeah. that's interesting to know um so it, it seems to me that certainly over the last six months or so through the shop we've seen a lot more people on script so I, i'm guessing the ease of access is it's becoming more and more prevalent and people are finding it easier and less invasive to go through the whole procedure. Yeah, I think with each state relaxing their laws, um, it is becoming a lot easier and, and the TGA has generally relaxed quite a bit since when we started yeah. um, over two, like about two years ago. Yeah. So um, it definitely has headed in the right direction yeah i remember since, going to some yeah. of the first round of talks that uh the tga were giving and it it had a you know had a very iron fist feel to it and it, I, yeah. I honestly <laughs> didn't think it would relax even this soon so uh, like, I'm, I'm yeah no I, we were quite surprised as well even just the requirement for um specialist support and and things like that where it's just not practical because the specialist wouldn't have any any knowledge at all of, of yeah. what medicinal cannabis is, is and where it's suitable um so a little bit of arguing back and forth with the tj definitely helped in that regard <laughs> and are you finding that more doctors are are putting their hands out to find information i mean i know there's more and more avenues for them to get 
information, like regular GPs and things like that? Yeah, certainly. And I think part of the process is that a lot of GPs are quite happy to refer their patient. Yeah. Um, as long as they're not the ones prescribing it and liable for totally. prescribing something, they don't know enough about it. So once they've referred a patient and they see that the patient's had a good response and it's been quite safe to use, they haven't had any complications, they may be more prone to and open to prescribing it themselves in the future. Yeah, I, I mean, it totally makes sense, right? With And I guess yeah. that's a, with, with any uh, medicine that's new or coming through, the more yeah. you see success stories... And, and I guess, particularly in Australia's case, and particularly around cannabis, there are so many taboos that need to be broken down and, and relaxed upon socially as well. Yeah, even in the medical field, you know, I'm finding that they themselves feel that schizophrenia is a big risk or yeah. um, all of these side effects. But that's all in relation to THC. And probably about 30% of the patients are just using purified cbd and that doesn't even relate to them yeah so it's even just in the medical field reducing those stigmas itself as well and so personally what was your kind of introduction to to medical cannabis where i mean obviously you've you've been pretty close to it from the start here in australia but was it something that you'd been you know pursuing prior to that um interestingly enough i hadn't had any prior exposure and after joining Cannabis Access Clinics, my interest in it just skyrocketed because it's a new area. Um, there's just so many indications it can be used for. Seeing the results firsthand has been delightful because you really see a patient screaming in pain to actually having a good quality of life. Yeah, totally. Um, that they haven't experienced in a very long time. So I didn't actually know how much I'd, I'd like working in this field. and. It was it was almost um, unintended, but definitely not something I regret and I completely enjoy. Yeah. Excellent. Well, that's great to hear. And I, I think this is a really important podcast to have. And I'm, I'm really happy to have, uh, for you guys to have been so willing to, to come out and chat. And over the coming weeks, I'll have episodes with a, at least a couple of patients from the Cannabis Access Clinics program as well. So we'll get a bit yeah. of a, a full rounded side of everything that's happening. Um, and and I think it's going to bring a lot of hope to a lot of people that probably like myself had some some assumptions that kind of came. F well, just I think the way the yeah. media portrays things and, and certain ways we hear things, it, it makes us feel that it's not kind of at the point where it seems to be. Yeah, that's exactly it. No, look, we're really glad to be involved with the podcast as well. And I'm excited to hear what the patients have to say as well. Um, only hope that more people can come on board and yeah, in the well, future. We'll yeah. definitely um, put notes up and, and I feel like this is the start of a, a beautiful friendship. So yeah. as we move <laughs> forward, we'll, we'll keep checking in with yourself and, and others from the clinic. But again, I, I know you're a busy lady, so I'll let you get back to your afternoon. Thank you so much. Is there anything you'd like to add before we go? Is there anything you, we didn't touch on? Um, no, I think that that's pretty much everything. Thanks so much for your time as well. My pleasure. So there you have it. Uh, great little chat with Risham. Thanks so much for her time. And again, a big thanks to the team at Cannabis Access Clinics. Uh, for making it happen, putting us in touch with uh, with some of the patients there. As I said at the start, um, 
over the, the coming weeks and months, we'll continue this relationship with the CAC and um, bring you info from not just patients, we'll get more updates from Rasham, I'm hoping, and, um, and get in touch with some other members from their, their research team and their, and their doctors as well. But, I mean, I, I left that conversation with, uh, with a really good feeling. And there's, there's definitely lots of stuff that will be and needs to be addressed, but I certainly didn't know that the scene had progressed to the point that it's at. And it's, it's great to hear that access is getting easier and easier. It's sad to hear that the bulk of that product is coming from overseas. We just got to get the um, Aussie companies producing real product and, and get the price down for access. Uh, that seems to be one of the biggest factors at this point is the the, fo- the price involved. Um, okay, so what's going on in the herbalized world? Obviously, plans to catch up with some of the patients from CAC over the next coming weeks. Later today, I'm going to try and link up with, uh, with the glass blower Jerome um, from uh, Jerome Baker from uh, overseas. He's actually up in Perth at the moment doing some work with Cloud9, I guess. Um, uh, so I'll try, we've been chatting back and forth. I'll try to catch up with him later. Um, look, sadly, this week we heard about the passing of a previous guest on the podcast, and that's Dill Dabbins. Uh, sadly, he, he lost his life this week in a car accident. Um, Dill was a great guy. Uh, you guys will remember him coming on the show with uh, the Crom Master. It was a, a very popular episode back, uh, way back now. Actually, when I think about it, we, my partner was pregnant and we, weren't, we were living in our old spot. So it's over two years ago now um, that we did that first podcast with Dill. And I say first because Dill and I actually recorded a second podcast. Now, those who are familiar with Dill's story, he was a, uh, a pretty balls-to-the-wall um, Instagram cannabis crusader and, uh, and really didn't give two fucks about what anybody thought about it and was pretty blatant uh, with, his, um, with, with his cannabis usage and cultivation at home. And ultimately, Dylan was uh, was busted. He was raided by the cops. His crow was was done, and uh, he actually came back and had a chat about the whole process from from door being kicked down to court proceedings to where he was at at that point in his life, not smoking any weed, uh, enrolled in a horticultural course, and you know. Um, looking really healthy so yeah i'm i'm gonna get that podcast out next it's gonna be the next one i pop out uh, in the next week or so and that'll be a bit of a tribute uh to dill um condolences of course to all dylan's family to his friends to his partner maddie um you know it's always sad when something like this happens and you know i, I really look forward to getting that podcast out so we can all have another little hang uh, with a great dude, an amazing grower. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that one coming. A uh, podcast with the late and great Dill Dabbins. All right, 
I'm going to move on out. We'll, uh, we'll give thanks to the people we have to give thanks. Big up all the Herbalize crew. It's the THC shout outs. Uh, the doctor, Scotty, Dr. Green Thumbs, get on over there, guys. Amazing range of organic gardening stuff. Uh, if you need to up your soil game, if you've got pests to get rid of, the doctor is your guy. Uh, www.greenthumbs.com.au. Tell them Herbalize sent you. Use the code GT20. Get yourself 20% off. Head on over to Pops Gardens. Uh, those guys have been supporting the podcast from way back. They bring you not just the uh, the Sunplex uh, CMH range. Those guys also have a uh, mega crop as well, which is a, a great feeding regime. So go on over there and check it out. Speaking about feeding regimes and greatness, the crew at Biodiesel Nutrients, um, another really good chemical-free organic gardening solution uh, with phenomenal results head on over to www.biodieselnutrients.com.au see what all the hype is about last certainly not least uh, to the family at smoke dreams australia's oldest head shop servicing the community for over 30 years now in melbourne city 292 flinders street awesome range from local to international glass we've got heady stuff we've got functional stuff we've got cheap stuff you know if you're in town for the weekend smoke dreams is the first place to drop by and get yourself sorted and, and come in and say hi so that's another episode wrapped and done hope you enjoyed that taking you out is the Maccabee tune medical medical Reliever and the stress of my low macho. Well, anyway, me say me go to the doctor. Me tell him about the medical marijuana. Me tell him about the card in California. Them have it in America or coming on on ya. Well, anyway, doc, you see me I get older. And me find me up a little pain in my shoulder. It helps me massage it and go to the sauna. Another pain reliever is the marijuana. You know, say I no lie, doc, you know me I no faker. Just give me the card, doctor, give me the paper Only this morning, me get this idea, yeah Me need some medicine from Jamaica Just give me the card like the doctor, them abroad Me say me want a medical marijuana card Had the medicine we hold in a high regard Me say we want a medical marijuana card Me tell him about my affliction Then he get the pen and him write the prescription Don't give me no pill, doctor, that is addiction me really want the herb but me no want the conviction The doctor tell me say him know the herb or the cure man We have some in the chemist but don't tell no one Don't feel no way doc I don't want your one Me have me wanna come from Westmoreland So just give me the card like the doctor them abroad Me say me want me medical marijuana card Had the medicine we hold in a high regard Me say me want me medical Well I'm not joking Come on, marijuana's not just for smoking 
Had the real medicine for we You can smoke it, eat it, rub it or drink it as tea Ooh we People not taking in just for the chill Them prescribe marijuana for the terminally ill Good for the stress man it help you for chill Drink it or you smoke it man you take it as you will Pharmaceuticals them not like that still All them want you do is take pill 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 Then fit them pocket just fill 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 Ting a ling a ling a ling is what you hear from the till Me say give me the card like the doctor them abroad Me say we want the medical marijuana card Had the medicine we hold in a high regard Me say we want the medical marijuana card It's in America why not in a yard Me say we want the medical marijuana card